What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Today we're talking tenancy with Debbie Butler, Consumer Protection's Principal Communication and Education Officer. We'll discuss why tenants shouldn't tolerate surprise visits by their landlords, nor accepting a living in a home falling into disrepair. But first, De- oh, good morning, Debbie. Nice to talk to you. Same here, Mike. Hi. Yeah. Now, but first of all, uh, I believe a landlord has just been ordered by the Supreme Court to stop using an unfair contract terms. Tell us about that. A nice one for us. Mm. Um, Consumer Protection took legal action against Rolf Gerard Voulon and his company Starland Management Proprietary Limited of Burswood. They were trading as Perth Room Rentals and it relates to his standard contracts signed by short-term renters and lodgers who stayed at six of his properties in West Perth, Leaderville, Burswood and Wilson. And the Supreme Court ordered Mr. Voulon and his company to pay costs of $5,000 plus $1,500 to one of his renters as a refund of bond that was retained and rent in advance. Now, it was all about uh, unfair terms. So what actually were the unfair terms we're talking about here? So the unfair terms contained in what he was calling holiday accommodation or lodges agreements included non-refundable deposits, um, rent and bonds, Um, if booking cancelled at any time, so he would just hold the money. Forfeiture of the bond and rent in advance if any other people were allowed to stay in the accommodation. And if weekly fees weren't paid within 24 hours after the due date, the contract would be cancelled and the bond or rent in advance would be forfeited. And fees that were more than four days late would result in renters being locked out of their accommodation. And, you know, sometimes there's a really good reason why uh, your rent's late. Maybe your pay's late going into the bank or um, other things can happen. Um, Fee increases um, were allowed with 60 days notice, but there was no information about what the rent increase could be expected to be. So you would just be expected to um, to pay whatever was decided. Mm. Um, And rent was continued to be payable until the keys were returned and any repairs and cleaning completed. And then um, credit card authority um, was provided for the deduction of um, costs for repairs and or cleaning in excess of the retained bond. Interesting. Um, so the reason that they were unfair was that his the standard contracts used by Mr. Poulon's um, were drafted to put him at advantage with his customers facing heavy financial penalties for what are reasonably considered to be minor issues. Mm, interesting. It's a good reminder, isn't it, uh, Debbie, each time we purchase a product, whether it be even hiring a tradie, um, you, you're entering into a legally binding agreement, correct? That's absolutely right. And while you may have an opportunity to negotiate before you agree, it's more common for consumers to be offered what's called a standard form contract, Mm. which is the same as those offered to everybody else, and it's offered on a take-it-or-leave-it basis. So while the Australian Consumer Law protects consumers from unfair terms in standard form contracts, in which they've had little or no opportunity to negotiate with the business, a final decision on whether a contract term is unfair can only be reached by a court. So, Debbie, in light of this, what would be your advice today? So what we're saying that um, other holiday and short 
stay accommodation provider should review their current contracts to ensure they're fair and balanced. And the following questions might help um, someone to identify an unfair contract term. So that is, does the term cause a significant imbalance between your rights and obligations and those of the business? Mm. Is the term reasonably necessary to protect the legitimate interests of the business? Would the term cause you detriment, either financial or non-financial, if the business tried to enforce it? Mm. You know, think about being yeah. locked out of your accommodation, for example. Yeah. And how transparent is the term? Mm. So, you know, it shouldn't need um, a legal advice for you to understand um, what that contract term means. Mm, now, yeah. if somebody thinks they've encountered an unfair contract term, please contact Consumer Protection on 1300 30 40 54 or they can email at us at consumer at dmirs.wa.gov.au. Debbie, you okay to hang on there? We'll, we'll take a break, play a song, come back, because I'm keen to talk to you about surprise visits by landlords and, uh, and looking at uh, homes that are under disrepair. We're on 98.5. This is Weekdays with Mike and I'm chatting to Debbie from Consumer Protection this morning. We've been talking about tenancies. Now, Debbie, Perth's rental market uh, might be pretty tight right now, but uh, that doesn't mean tenants should be except living in a home that's for either falling into disrepair nor tolerate surprise visits by from their landlords, which I'm surprised that still happens these days. Unfortunately, yes, Mike. So we've received um, an increased number of complaints about both scenarios. Mm. In 2021, we received 188 complaints relating to repair and maintenance issues and 29 complaints about unexpected visits, which are illegal. Mm. Um, So when it comes to surprise visits, our complainants reveal claims of landlords and agents turning up unannounced for a variety of reasons, including maintenance issues and rent collection. And while there are separate rules relating to emergency or urgent repairs, generally a tenant should be given 7 to 14 days notice and be provided with a notification that sets out the mutually agreed day and time and the reasons for the inspection. For example, a property inspection is limited to four um, times a year. We'd urge tenants to never allow a surprise visit, even if it's not inconvenient, as that could just allow it to happen again. In these situations, tenants should state clearly that it must not happen again and insist the proper process be carried out next time. There's a formal notice that tenants can issue to the owner or agent stating that they have breached the tenancy agreement. Just on that, uh, Debbie, I'm surprised. Did you say that both private landlords and agents are turning up unannounced? If you're an agent, if you're a real estate agent, wouldn't you know what the rules are? Um, You would expect so, but sometimes people... um Sometimes there are cross-communications. For example, Mm. I I can remember one instance where... um, uh, the tenant was given notice and they got back in touch with the agent to say, look, it's not convenient, and then the agent came anyway. Oh, okay. So, wow. So, you know, for you know, mm. think about if you're a shift worker and you're sleeping, that's you're right. on a swing shift and, and that's your working night. So you wouldn't want to really have the agent at your property at, um, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon because you're sleeping. Exactly. Now, Debbie, yeah. you mentioned earlier that you had Consumer Protection received 188 complaints relating to repair and maintenance. Uh, what's the story there with homes that are in disrepair? 
Look, landlords, as well as respecting their tenants' rights to privacy, landlords are also responsible to provide a safe and healthy environment and to attend to any maintenance repair issues promptly. Remember, somebody is paying you to live in the property. Um, inspections of some of the privately managed properties which were the subject of tenant complaints have uncovered cracked or boarded up windows, gaps around window frames that are wide enough to fit an arm through, what? fire damage oh. that left one home without a functioning kitchen and infestations of rats and cockroaches. Now, again, tenants in these situations are reminded that they actually can breach the landlord for failing to carry out urgent or essential repairs. And if the matter goes to courts, the tenants could be released from their rental contract obligations. They could be awarded compensation uh, and that could be a rent reduction um, until repairs are undertaken. Now you you just mentioned rats and cockroaches. Um, yeah, is that the is that the responsibility of of the landlord? Look, it it depends. Mm. So it's one of those ones. So if the conduct of the tenant mm. has contributed to an environment in which oh. um, rats or cockroaches come into the home by not removing um, rubbish, um, allowing a build up of of rubbish on the outside of the property or things mm. like that, then that's the tenant's responsibility. But if a tenant moves into a house and they're keeping it um, clean mm. and um, there's a, a, a mouse or a rat infestation because they're coming from somewhere else, then that's a landlord responsibility. Interesting, Debbie. Debbie, you okay to hang on there? We'll come back. Keen to talk to you also about uh, toppling furniture. Debbie, just to finish off today, talking about uh, toppling furniture, what rights do tenants have now when it comes to securing items to the wall? Look, sadly, toppling furniture and appliances kill an average of one child a year in Australia mm. and many others suffer injuries, including brain damage and broken bones. Mm. And I'm sure your listeners remember late last year when a little one-year-old mm -hmm. from Byford yeah. died after being crushed by a falling chest of drawers. Mm. The three most common furniture items that cause harm to children are chairs, chests of drawers or tall boys and tables, benches or desks. And the most common electrical appliance by far was a television. Consumer protection is urging parents and carers to secure these items to the wall if they have young children or there's somebody with a disability in their home or on their business premises. I've got young grandchildren and mm. once they started walking around the furniture, I made sure that the TV and the bookshelves were fastened to the wall. Yeah. Um, if the homes are rental, laws are in place allowing tenants to fix furniture and appliance to the walls with the permission of the landlord or their agent. Now there's a form they need to fill out for that. So um, that's a form 24 that's mm -hmm. available on our website, which is, um, www.consumerprotection.wa.gov.au. Now, the landlord can't refuse permission except in very limited circumstances, such as if a home is heritage listed or the walls contain asbestos. Mm. Wow. After receiving a request from a tenant, landlords have 14 days to respond. If they don't if a tenant doesn't get a response, then they can go ahead uh, regardless. However, they must repair the wall at the end of the tenancy. In the case of furnished rental properties, then those landlords are responsible to fix the furniture prior to tenants moving in. And tenants need to be confident in demanding their rights and letting consumer protection know 
if the request is being denied so that we can check if the property owner's refusal is justified. And they can do that by going onto our website and lodging a complaint. Mm. Now, wall anchors mm. are often provided with many furniture items. True. Or they can be purchased at most local hardware stores. And suppliers of furniture are encouraged to provide fixings, along with safety warnings if their products can be easily tipped over. You know, a chest of drawers isn't like it was when my children were little. They were big and heavy and hard yeah. to open the drawers. Now if one opens, then they and it starts to topple, yeah. the, the rest of them will open and, and um, what is a simple tip can, can end up um, falling on top of somebody. Yeah. When securing items, check the fixings are appropriate for the item size and weight. It's no good fixing a very heavy object just to the plaster sheeting. Mm. And seek professional help to fix furniture to avoid any injury damage or electrical wires or water pipes in the wall cavity. Mm. And um, additional advice is when buying furniture, choose furniture with a broad solid base and wide legs to help keep it well balanced. They're less likely to tip if a small child climbs into them. Mm. Debbie, really good. How many grandkids have you got, Debbie, by the way? I've got four. So, yeah. um, And the two youngest ones have come, you know, a little bit after the rest, and I yeah. just had forgotten yeah. what they're like when they start getting their legs under them. And I all of a sudden <laughs> thought, oh, my God, I've got all these things in my house mm. and, um, and they're dangerous. So I had to start fixing stuff to walls myself. Yeah, it's good. It's just worth it. Even even if you're renting, it, you do, don't, do not need to hesitate to put those anchors in and secure them. And then it's just a matter of patching up the wall. Uh, but it's all worth it, even though it might take a little bit uh, of time. And, and you know? some, yep, and some landlords might, you know, a landlord might say, yep, that, look, that's fine, but I'll get my, uh, my person to come in and do mm. that so that they know that it's done properly. Look, more information is, as mm. always, available on our website, remember, yep. um, consumerprotection.wa.gov.au or by calling us on 1300 30 40 54, and we hope we can help keep people safe. And if you pick the phone up, you might chat to Debbie. You might. <laughs> Good on you, Debbie. Hey, okay, really thanks, appreciate, Mike. appreciate your time. My guest on the line this morning has been Debbie Butler, Consumer Protection's Principal Communication and Education Officer. Some good info there. And if you've forgotten all of those numbers and websites, don't worry. If you head online to our website, 98five.com, and you can follow the links there through to Consumer Protection. Some good information there, if you are particularly if you are a tenant. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.